but I don't like you. All the niggas in the hood wanna fight you. Surprise, they don't chop away and try to snipe you. Surprise, the nation of Islam and try to find you. Have a rap. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Dump on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, November the 10th, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take tonight is um, that Kurt Schilling is probably like in a bunker somewhere with, uh, what's his name, Cowboy West. West, and they're just freaking out right now. Like going full conspiracy theory, yeah. the election's been stolen. They're like they're like updating their 4chan um, apps every five seconds looking for a new QAnon drop. Yeah. To come oh, out. yeah. I was reading about the QAnon people earlier today. They are freaking the fuck out. I mean, when are they not freaking the fuck out? <laughs> Those people scare the shit out of me. I am terrified of the QAnon people. Yeah, because they'll believe anything. I mean, we're talking yeah. about Kurt Schilling and Joe West is what we're talking about. That's really what we're talking about. Yeah, Joe West must be miserable right now. He is crying tears into his... Does he drink, let's say, hard cider? Is no, he a hard cider? like wild Bud turkey? Light. Wild turkey. Because he's Cowboy Joe? He's like Bud Light Lime, probably. There you go. Yeah, the... Uh, no, he drinks, he drinks wild turkey meat with room-temperature glasses of water. Ugh. That's, oh, what, that's what I drink. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw a guy at one of the pro-Trump rallies wearing the camo like full-on army gear with the bulletproof vest with all the fucking pockets. And this guy, I give him props because he had. Like the hip flask of bourbon tucked into his bulletproof vest, with tall boy cans of white claw hard seltzer in each of the like ammo pockets. I see like people like don't want any, nobody wants to be shamed. There's like we live in a no shaming culture, but I think drinking white claw is rightfully shameable. Oh, I agree, and I enjoy white claw. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. I, I was gonna say I love that shit. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not delightful, but I'm saying that you should be aware that you should be shamed. <clears throat> I could get on board with that. Like, I'm yeah. okay with you making fun of me for drinking a White Claw when I'm drinking a White Claw, because I'm drinking a fucking White Claw. But, like, but, yeah, they're kind of delicious. Like, give me a fucking mango White Claw, and I'm feeling pretty good if I'm <laughs> in the right place for it, you know what I mean? But if you came up to me and you're like, are you drinking a fucking mango White Claw? You fucking <laughs> dork. I'd be like, no. Ah. You win this round. <laughs> yeah, there's not a, there's not a lot of comeback to that. No, own it. Yeah, exactly. You know who else is in that bunker? Joe West and uh, Schiller. Who is uh, Aubrey Huff? Oh, Aubrey Huff. Yeah, I hate yeah. that guy. See, I could see these guys all being QAnon people. Like they're the sort of the kind of awful and sort of scare me kind of combination. Really. Yeah, up. Aubrey Huff. Uh, he is a fucking douchebag that guy sucks 
So does as opposed to they Joe all do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're just not as big of a troll. Um, also joining us, uh, as per usual, I guess I can say now, Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? Thanks. Feels good to be as the, in the as per usual. Right? It's like. been what, like a month now, more than that. Often, I don't know. You guys, you guys sneak them in without me. <laughs> Mostly, they have revolve around food, though. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm Thomas, coming to you hot, super hot from cold ass Seattle. Although we do have uh, an ROI hanging out in our town. Um, and my hot take, well, gosh, I got so many hot takes, but I think I can say unequivocally that last week. Twitter was maybe the funnest place to be on the earth. Like for from like Wednesday through Sunday. Like Twitter was just a really special place and I'm I say that as a very as a reticent I'm I'm a cautious. I rejoined Twitter and I think it's horrible. I think it's like one of the worst things that's ever happened to the world. But that from like Wednesday to Sunday on Twitter was Unfucking believable, and now it's back to being like really boring. I, maybe I need to follow different people, but it was so much fun for a while. Maybe the funnest place I've ever been. Well, it's like the swing of emotions, right? It was just, it was just like everybody was sharing all kinds of things, and it was just like I was, my world was open so wide in such a funny way, and being able to kind of witness the beginning of like the whole Four Seasons total lawn care debacle oh, yeah. unfold was really like a, just like an optimal, I started following Donald Trump on Sunday, <laughs> or no, Monday. So and I, the Four Seasons thing is wild. Yeah, that is what, when Twitter is really good, that's what it's good for, where someone's like, wait, what the fuck is going on? And you get to see a what-the-fuck moment happen in real time. But even before real time, like, you're figuring it out the same time that the Trump, you yeah. know, campaign people are figuring it out. Like, I know when they know. Yeah. It's so funny. And that they're deciding to have their press conference at a landscaping company? Off yeah, the I, like, I don't... Yeah. Oh, no, we never meant to have it at the Four Seasons Hotel. No, 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 for sure, no, 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 no. We wouldn't have done that. That would have been a silly place to have a press conference. We decided <laughs> that we wanted to do it between a dildo factory and, like, a like mattress company or something. Fucking God. Oh, yeah, that's going to go down. That's That was just ridiculous. Fucking loved that. Well, hopefully we won't have to put up with that bullshit for much longer, though. Um, two more years. I know, shit. Uh, my name's Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My hot take, because this might be my only chance to throw this in there, it's been fun, college football. I got to watch the Oregon Ducks win. They're now 1-0. That may be their only fucking game they play all season. LSU, Alabama, they've canceled their game because of COVID. Texas A&M, they've canceled their game because of COVID. California and Washington had to cancel their game because of COVID. This isn't going to work, you guys. It's yeah, well, not going to work. And I know that we don't have a lot of time to talk about COVID, but that shit is fucked up right now. Yeah, exactly. Everybody wear a mask. Stay inside. Yeah. 
It's real bad. Listen so, to the listen to back back issues of this web podcast. That's a good idea. We I was <laughs> yeah maybe we could do a B block about that because I was definitely uh, doing that thing with well not in real life but back back in the real world when we could see each other I would just go to the bar and steal people's phones and make them subscribe to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Would they know that you took their phone? Or would you give it back to them before they knew? Eh, 50-50. So was there people that were like, I can't find my fucking phone. Where's my phone, dude? Have you seen my phone? Do you know it? Like, where's my phone? And you were like, I gotta finish this. And then you flipped it back and they were like, oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got pretty, pretty quick on the job. She was like, oh, I I found your phone in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was on my seat that to me <laughs> oh hey check it out you listen to that dump on the up podcast i hear that oh cool. i love that we have yeah. so much fun oh <clears throat> uh, we can yeah. talk about joel's drawer of things he doesn't use anymore yeah no. <laughs> that's not that's not we'll wait yeah, on yeah. That. moving on moving on <laughs> um, college football sucks i mean no no uh college football, football does suck but who won the clemson what? notre dame game Oh my God! Notre Dame won that game, and then the damn fans stormed the field. Oh, and you know what happens when the goddamn fans stormed the field? It was like Justin a Turner, a yeah. thousand Justin Turner, <laughs> like a thousand Justin Turner dudes. There's red pubic hair all over that field. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but, but it's yeah, like, Notre what do you Dame expect from a college kids, and then b Notre Dame, whose president was involved in a super spreader event already this year? Yeah. I, I'm the president of Notre Dame? No, dude. You guys are saying it's Notre Dame is in Paris. It's Notre Dame. I'll say it however the fuck I want to, Joel. <laughs> I, I hope to not say it much. <laughs> yeah, no, the president, because what's your name? Notre Dame. The Supreme Court lady <laughs> is from Notre Dame. So when, when Trump... Amy Tony Berry? Yeah, she's yeah. a Notre Dame professor. Because they're Catholic people, you know, I, they're good... Catholics too, but you know, conservative Catholic. So, uh, so the president of Notre Dame was at the White House at the super spreader event that got Trump sick. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> you brought it up, Joel. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, actually, to be fair, he brought up college football, and you brought up the the coronavirus. It's all connected. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shout out to everybody who listened to last week's episode. We talked a lot of politics last week. Uh, so if you want to check that out, do it. Thank you to everybody who has been listening. Uh, San Jose, California, San Francisco, Portland, Providence, Redmond, Oregon, Champaign, Richardson, Texas, Seattle, Mumbai, and this town, Bala Kinwood. I had to look it up. Bala Kinwood, Pennsylvania which is spelled C-Y-N-W-Y-D because it was like fucking Welsh. Welsh Quakers founded this town in Pennsylvania. And I looked it up, and I found out that nobody other than fucking Kobe Bryant went to middle school at Ballakinwood Middle School in the suburbs of Philadelphia. So <laughs> shout out to you, Ballakinwood. They have other... Uh famous basketball alumni? Uh, that was the only person I saw. Uh, I don't recognize any of these other notable people. 
Chuck Bayless. Not Chuck Berry. Not Chuck Bailey, nope. James Bland. Bollockin Wood. That's how I think it's pronounced. I may be completely fucking wrong about that. James Bond? Yeah. Bollockin Wood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's Bollockin Wood. Continue to listen to us. You got to subscribe on your own phone. I'm not there to do it for you. Apple iTunes. Uh, You can also listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. Facebook, and WordPress. All right, Sam, let's get to these headlines. You ready? <clears throat> All right. Uh, yep. I'm mad. We're going to talk really about mad. baseball even because, you know, nobody else is right now. Um, but this is good. This is a good one for those of you who've only been paying attention to, like, election and political news for the last week. Uh, Chicago White Sox manager and Joel's boy, Tony La Russa, was charged with driving under the influence after he allegedly ran his car into a curb in February, leaving it smoking on the side of a Phoenix area road. He was arrested arrested after a field sobriety test. An argumentative Larusa refused to do a breath test and declined to give urine or blood samples. ESPN reported, <clears throat> citing the police report. An officer obtained a warrant under Arizona law to draw blood from Larusa. To determine his blood alcohol level. Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic uh, reported that a team spokesman said the organization was aware of the arrest before it hired 76-year-old Larusa. USA Today's Bob Nightingale, citing an unnamed high-ranking White Sox official, later reported that Larusa will keep his job and not face club discipline. Apparently. During his arrest, Larusa said to the police officer... I'm a Hall of Famer baseball person. <clears throat> and he I'm said, what was he like? Person. He's like, look at this ring. Look at this <laughs> ring. <clears throat> anyway. Um, and he's like, you're trying to embarrass me. He said that too. Yeah. He did? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and what so here's the question, Joel. And, you know, I love to poke fun of this decision to hire your boy, Tony LaRussa, because it's uh-huh. ridiculous. But, like, for real, though, how many drunk driving offense free passes do you think a World Series ring gets you? Right. That's a really fucking good question. Like, is it a over? It's got to be over under two. Right. Because right? he had one in O. He had a DUI in 2007. Right. But, but he's also got three rings, right? Two with the A's and one with the. No. One with the A's, two, two with, with the, the Cardinals. Cardinals. So he's got yeah. three rings, and he's a Hall of Famer. I kind of feel right. like he shouldn't have been arrested this time. Well, or, he or, or he's got like a ton of DUI arrests that we don't know about. <laughs> yeah. Just getting buried. Right. I mean, the first, yeah, yeah, for sure. The first one's in 2007, and then he got another one. I mean, right. It's, <clears throat> yeah, that's tough. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know. Well, I mean, the the real asshole, well, not the real assholes. Look, Tony LaRusso looks like a goddamn asshole because of this. But we already knew that. Right. The White Sox now look like real assholes because they're, they're, they're like, oh, yeah, we knew. We're cool with that. Yeah. And they're taking right. a lot of heat for it, too. So, so my first question, my first question, I think on the, on the question that you first asked, how many drunk i think he's got like two more at least if he doesn't already have two i think what needs to happen is he needs to get his license suspended and then he needs to get at least 
caught like a couple more times with that. Driving without a license. Oh, so he's got, yeah, he's got to be driving up with a suspended license. Yes, that's going to happen next. I bet yeah. that happens after this next season. Oh, no, I thought you were saying that, like, he had to get his license suspended and then his driver had to get a drunk, a DUI. <laughs> no, no. I meant that he was driving without, with a suspended license. With a suspended license. license. I got gotcha. you. Like, let's be honest. He's, what, 78 years old? Like, 75, I think. Yeah. If his license gets suspended... Through the next year, 76. Yeah. <laughs> if his license gets suspended now, he's never getting it back, right? Like, you don't give an 80-year-old man their license back after, like, multiple DUI arrests. trying to embarrass them. <laughs> my question, no, so no, but my question to this was, what was his blood alcohol level? Oh, we found that out. So, right. so let me get some details. This is from the ESPN article that I was reading. So um, they, when they did a blood test after 1 a.m., his blood alcohol content was 0.095. See, that's not that much. Right. But, but it's illegal. Right, right. But like 0.08. Like I, was, yeah. I got picked up by my friend who was really hungover, and we were driving to work, and we were smoking pot on the way to work. <laughs> this was like 20 years ago. I was painting houses for a minute. And my, we got pulled over. And we were like, oh, shit, we're going to get busted for this pot. And he was, when he picked me up, he was like, I'm so hungover. I partied like crazy. Like, we were, like, both, like, 25 or something. I don't know. And he gets, like, we get pulled over. He gets taken out of the car. Like, the police officer's like, I pulled her over. You're going 75 and a 60, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, can you step out of the car, sir? And I was like, holy shit, we're fucked. Like, we're on our way to work. We're totally, he's going to go to jail. We're both going to lose our jobs. The cop gives him a roadside sobriety test. And we figured it out later that he smelled the alcohol on his breath because he got so drunk the night before. Right. And he's, but he didn't smell the weed that we were smoking like two minutes before he pulled us over. And then he got Sam out. Oh, uh, John is his name. I, sorry, I, whatever. His name is unimportant, but he gets Shout out. Shout out to John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I thought he was going to get busted for the pot, but then I like realized that the guy's given him a roadside sobriety test and made him blow a breathalyzer. Which he passed. He had 0.07. Oh! So that's technically not hungover. That's like still drunk. Right, but not right. legally too drunk to But drive. legal. Yeah, right. So and I was like, and so at point oh seven, if you're just really hungover from the night before, so much so that the police officer doesn't notice that you're just smoking a bunch of pot, that's not that drunk. But that's fine. That's so fine. I think Tony Larusa can be like point one nine, you know, like that's where we're like, oh, he's almost dead. Yeah, and well, then, right. <laughs> and then we're talking about maybe he shouldn't be the manager of the White Sox. Right. Right. Start treating blood alcohol, BAC, blood alcohol content, like war. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> under what? A negative war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's from the ESPN article, though. This is fucking hilarious. Um, okay, LaRusa tells the cop that he was returning from dinner with, quote, Friends with the California Angels baseball team. And then there's a parenthesis in the ESPN that they're the LA Angels, and they haven't been the goddamn California Angels since when? Since what? Oh, one? I don't know. No, <laughs> that was before what, this, that. Last arrest? Yeah, there's a rest. This, in, this February. Huh. Okay. Um, what, Sam? No, no, keep going. Okay. 
So the officer asked for ID. LaRusso continued to talk to on the phone. The officer repeated the command, and LaRusso tossed cash and cards onto the passenger seat, but did not furnish a driver's license. So, like, he's sitting in the car on the phone, ignoring the cop, and just, like, shuffling through his wallet, throwing cash everywhere. Um, what a tool. And then, oh my god, <clears throat> boy, that's your boy. This is yeah, totally my boy. That's your boy. Before <laughs> the arresting, here's the money shot. Before the arresting officer placed him in the vehicle, Larusa said, do you see my ring? Like, quote, do you see my ring? When asked what he meant, Larusa answered, I'm a Hall of Famer baseball person. I'm legit. I'm a Hall of Famer, brother. You're trying to embarrass me. That's pathetic. Are you, like, what? Like, okay, this is all allegedly, but this is from the cop, the cop's report. Like, that's ridiculous. Uh, Alright, I got one more. My last hot take on this is that there are people on Twitter who are like, leave the man alone. He's obviously dealing with alcoholism. Don't make jokes about this. And I'm like, fuck you people. This is hilarious. Yet, alcoholism is a problem. But this dude is a 75-year-old man who just got... What? 76. 76-year-old man who just got hired to be the manager of the Chicago White Sox Major League Baseball team. But it happened in February. So this is old news. Like, the White Sox knew about, everybody knew about this when it happened, or I assume. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm they did. The they White Sox said know they... that Tony La Russa has, possibly has a drinking problem. Right. But the issue is he might have to go back to Arizona and do jail time. Wait a minute. Do you remember the movie... Uh-oh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, why can't I... Uh, oh, man. What, the, 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 the Angels in the outfield. Gina Davis. The, the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. League of Their Own. Yeah, League of Their Own. Yeah, it's like that's what it is. Right. It's like Tom Hanks is Tony LaRusso, and he's like, fuck it, I'm going to come back and manage this rock club. Oh, hey, you know, who gives a shit? And take long pisses, and they're like, oh, we're going to win the championship or something. You know what I mean? Like, <coughs> what if that? Maybe Jose Abreu no, no, no. is Gina no. Davis. Maybe this is the... Exactly, you know? Yeah, and like, yeah. yeah. No, no. He's not, he's not Tom Hanks from League of Their Own. He's, <laughs> he's Clint Eastwood from Gran Torino. Like... <laughs> Yeah, that's not as much fun. It's like I used to, you know, I used to be a badass and like whatever. And it's like now I'm just a racist old fuck who like loves his car and drinking, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, right. Well, the other thing, of course, is that his last DUI was in 07 in Jupiter, Florida, right? Yeah. Like where Trump has his uh, golf club where Robert Kraft got in trouble going to the massage parlor. Can you imagine, like, being a cop in Jupiter, Florida, and you pull over, like, two old dudes in a fucking Porsche or something, and it turns out to be Tony LaRusso and Robert Kraft, and they're fucking doing eight balls with strippers in the back. They're, like, giving each other hand jobs. (laughs) Yeah. It's like... The worst version of feeling lonely. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, to be fair, it's though, like, like grumpy old men being experimental. <laughs> Tony Larusa, the Cardinals—that's where their spring Walter training Matt facility out. is. <laughs> the Cardinals do what? spring training in Jupiter. Yeah, so. because, yeah, oh, yeah. So, well, and he's probably he's probably in Arizona for spring training for the Angels too. Like all he does is go to spring training and get shit faced. That's all I want to do. Right. But I'm not a fucking manager. Yeah. Like, but that's what you do when you're a retired white man. You know, it's like you go to spring training, <clears throat> you get drunk, and you drive around. Like, that's just what you're supposed to be doing. You're not supposed to be managing a major league baseball club. <laughs> It's like you can get drunk and you want to drive around. You drive, you know you that drive that's a bad decision, so you decide not to. Right. Pro, pro drinking, anti drinking and driving, anti drinking and then getting hired by your friend to run a baseball team. All right. Uh, let's move on. So, next, to be continued, however, I'm going to say this is to be continued. The saga is not over. All right, so I'm going to take this next little bit. You want to read it? Yeah. Okay. No, you should answer the question. Yeah, probably. you should answer it. So Joel should read it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so that you can then think... answer the question because it's about the Mariners. I don't know if I want to answer this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Seattle Mariners Kyle Lewis has won the 2020 American League. Rookie of the Year Award unanimously yesterday, Monday, winning all 30 place votes with Chicago White Sox outfielder Luis Robert coming in second, Houston Astros pitcher Christian Javier coming in third. Lewis becomes the fourth Mariners player to earn Rookie of the Year honors after Alvin Davis in 84, Kaz Suzaki in 2000, and Ichiro in 2001. The Mariners took home the honors in back-to-back seasons after... Uh, they came to the U.S. from Japan's Nippon Professional Baseball League. So, Thomas, question to you. Is this the beginning of a Hall of Fame career for Lewis, or is it just beginner's luck? <sighs> like, I think we have to reference back to my recorded history as a jinx. And oh, kinda, right. I, I I'm going to have a hard time answering this question. Uh First thing I want to note out of this question that I think is interesting is that, well, there is four Mariner Rookie of the Years in their history. There are two rookies that I would have thought of making the greatest splash in Seattle Mariners history. I think if you could think on a Seattle Mariners rookies, you would think of Ken Griffey Jr. and Alex Rodriguez as both. And also the big unit, 19-year-old right? rookies coming up through the Mar- Seattle Mariners system. Neither one of them were a Rookie of the Year winner, which I think is very interesting. The other part of that is is that I think Kyle Lewis came up and kind of proved his medal at the end of the season in 2019 and sort of showed everybody a flash. And at that point, I think I would have answered he might have just been a flash. But after coming up and putting up what are really good numbers in a full season, quote-unquote, full season. Uh, I'm very hopeful that it's the beginning of a Hall of Fame career. Whether that Hall of Fame career happens in Seattle is terribly TBD. terrifying. TBD. <laughs> or, or for the Yankees. 
about this kid other than he was on my fantasy baseball team this year and so I like <clears throat> paid some loose attention to him because he at times had really good stretches um, but he seems like he seems like he's could be built for today's game for sure like he's a big boy and he really hits the ball hard um, so you know put that together and he could be hitting 40 home runs in a full season before too long. I think. I, I, I agree. I think he's got power. I think he's, but I think he's got, I think he's got more than that. And I think he's kind of wants to be more than that for a minute. Yeah. I know that, I know that maybe like, if you don't like watching him play, like watching him play defense was, I mean, the Mariners have had some like, okay, center field. I mean, he just, he just kind of has, I mean, it's all eye test shit and it's all kind of based in nothing. I don't know what his Uzi. I'm looking at all that alphabet soup right now. I hate fielding statistics, you know, fielding statistics, advanced fielding statistics. Cause I don't, I don't know that. I don't know. He makes plays that I'm like, whoa. And, sure. and he's got, and he's fast. And like, there's a lot of elements I could see him. And he, I can see, I could see him cutting down on his strikeouts and get his OBP lifting and even his beautiful batting average. I don't know. I could, but who knows? Maybe he'll, maybe <laughs> Tom he'll, is coming out in favor of batting average again. <laughs> maybe he'll just be a slugger, but either way, I'm excited. 262 batting average. Beautiful. Um, yeah, the one thing I wanted to add is just, like, it was a fun day for White Sox Twitter. They were like, white like White Sox fans suck. Sometimes we really fucking suck. Like, they were all salty about Kyle Lewis winning it unanimously. They weren't salty about him winning it. There was, like, pretty, like... There was pretty much consensus that, yeah, it should be Kyle Lewis to win the rookie of the year. But people were salty about the unanimous voting. And I was like, if everybody agrees that Kyle Lewis should be rookie of the year, why are we mad that everybody who voted agreed that he should be rookie of the year? 
You I, always want somebody to the lefty or to the, you know, like to the extreme of you, you know? You want your homer yeah. being like, oh, no, fucking Louis Robert should have been the rookie of the year because I'm from Chicago and I ride right. about the White Sox and he's my rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Chicago Sun-Times guy or whoever. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was just like, come on, guys. Let's be, let's get it together. Um, All right, well, I'm going to take the last one then. Yeah, you read the read the last one. Boston Red Sox have rehired manager Alex Cora, bringing him out of retirement and out of his secret hiding place at the Margarita Bar in San Juan, Puerto Rico. That's alliteration. I did not. This was not. In <clears throat> Cora was reintroduced as the Red Sox manager at a news conference today at Fenway Park. He was suspended for the entire season by Major League Baseball in January and then fired by the Red Sox for his role in the Houston Astros' illegal sign-stealing scandal in 2017. When he was asked today about his suspension during the press conference, Cora said, I'm going to say today, tomorrow, I'm going to say the rest of my life. I'm sorry. Question. Question. Cool or nah? Um, well, okay, so I'll, I'll answer that question. Also, I just, <clears throat> the, uh, yeah, I think that, I think it's important, and this maybe is just semantics, but it's important to note that the Red Sox and Alex Cora parted ways long, like, with a mutual decision <clears throat> long before the punishment came down for Alex Cora. Um, and I think that that, you know, I, I don't, <clears throat> you know, he definitely was fired, I guess, but I kind of feel like they were just like, hey, let's just do this now and then we'll hire you back. Um, but to answer the question, I think that <clears throat> if fucking Carlos Correa gets to play this entire season and act like what they did wasn't that bad after he fucking ratted out his coaches... Uh, to blame in a cheating scandal that benefited him and his stat line and his career, then it's totally fine that Alex Cora can like serve a year-long suspension and then come back and immediately get his job back. That's what I think. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, and fucking... <sighs> Not my brain just... Hinge, sorry. Yeah. Brain hinge. He got a job with the Tigers, and like he's way more culpable as far as I'm concerned in terms of you know the buck stops here kind of shit. Right, he's way more culpable in the cheating scandal than Alex Cora is. Also, and here's my what I've been reading, Sam. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the Red Sox championship team was mostly cleared of cheating? Like, yeah, they were investigated and and. <laughs> no evidence was found to press charges against them. Right. No, they got some punishment, but Alex Cora didn't receive any additional punishment. Like, he got the same oh, okay. suspension as A.J. Hinch, um, which was a year-long, you know, same deal. So it was like, he didn't get any additional. Him, the general manager, and A.J. Hinch all got one-year suspensions. So he didn't get any additional stuff tacked on for the Red Sox situation. Um, and they were basically cleared. Like, 
the vibe that I got, I think they got fined, but the vibe that I got was that, you know, there's a certain amount of cheating that Major League Baseball kind of just shrugs its shoulders at. And because they're like, we found some stuff, but it wasn't really anything. And they didn't really get punished for it. So I think there was, there's a ton of weird stuff going on. Uh, I think, I, so first I was going to say, nah, because I'm not, you know, like that, that, that apology is seems kind of like whatever, like, but also at the same time, it's like, yeah, I agree with all of your points. Like AJ Hinch was the, the buck stops here. I mean, Alex Cora was a bench coach on that Houston Astros team. He was the fucking bench coach. Like he was the guy that's supposed to like hang with the dudes during 162 game season and help them be the best players they can be. He's supposed to do stuff like that. Everybody's doing stuff like that. Everybody's cheating as much as they can. The fact that they were taking a live game feed and then using that to translate to information, that's like kind of beyond the pale because you're sort of feel like TV kind of has like an outside of the realm. But as far as like sign stealing and, you know, all that crap, like that's part of baseball. That's always been a part of baseball. And I guess that's kind of a weird tolerate tolerating part of it. But it's like I think once you start using technology, it becomes questionable and everybody kind of knows that. So I think ultimately, AJ Hinch is the one that wears the the greatest, you know, failure for me. And and, yeah. and for him to be rehired by the Astros should have probably been more of a poo poo thing. I mean, ultimately, Alex Cora like is the ultimate team player. Like he was helping his dudes out. He was like, "Oh, we got a TV feed. Yeah, sure. Like, fuck it, let's do it. Okay, we'll help it out. We'll figure it out. We can do this, bros. This is fun." Well, and then he and also he's the one who took it on the chin when the punishment came down. Exactly. Like, none of it, none of the like, players yeah, of got anything. No, he's the one who got it the worst. Yeah. I mean, well, well, or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that. I think that. The fact that the players, that you're right, Carlos Correa and Alex Bregman, I, I've always kind of had a soft spot for Carlos Correa for some reason, so I'd rather use the Alex Bregman or, like, Yuri Gurriel or Jose Altuve, you know what I mean? But, like, all those fucking assholes, like, they didn't, they're still playing. They're, they didn't fucking serve one. And then they got to play a COVID-19 fucking, like, if they, if this season had happened in front of crowds and they had gotten off to that shitty start and every crowd they went in front of was just fucking berating them from, with megaphones, you know, like, they would have crumbled. And I, I went back and listened to our episode before and I don't want to fucking defend those guys. They would have fallen to the fucking reeds like dog shit <laughs> assholes and they would have been terrible because they're a bunch of fucking spineless pukes. But the point being is that I think Alex Cora actually like, fuck it, yeah, he served it. He was like, I fucked up. I did it. I shouldn't have done it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And the Red Sox were like, you know what? You are fired and we'll hire you back in a year and a half after everybody else has been hired back or didn't ever get suspended. Right. So, I think it's actually kind of the perfect way to do it. And I think the Red Sox are going to be a better ball club because of it. Definitely. And I think that um, it's also, it's like, I don't know. I mean, this is kind of not moving on necessarily, but it's, did you guys see that the former general manager of the Astros yeah. is now suing the Astros for yeah, scapegoating him? Yeah, we were talking about this. That's messed up. <clears throat> Fuck that guy. I mean... I I feel like he, you know, I feel like he has a case. But see, my thing is exactly that scenario. I heard about it and I was immediately like, I feel like the owner is the, who took, did he get 
kicked out or did he get in trouble for yeah luno luno he's suing them for terminate for breach of contract so he lost his job he lost his job he and he's not he's really probably the one that took the fall the worst now that alex Cora's got his job back well yeah exactly but it's also it's like the punishment came down from major league baseball and they didn't really punish the club at all like they right, didn't punish the him. astros because rob manfred is jim crane's boy like that's right. that's what it is he's like oh sold out luno <clears throat> Right, exactly. So they're like, okay, we're going to fire, you know, the, our managers and our general manager, and they're going to take all the we're heat gonna for this. We're going to fire our managers who will get their jobs back after one year, but our general manager, is that Lou now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does he have a job? I doubt he does not have a job again. right now. He's suing the Houston Astros for $22 million. He's suing Jim Crane and Rob Manfred. Suing the team for breach of contract, accusing the team, Jim Crane, and Rob Manfred of using Lunau as a scapegoat, which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He's seeking $22 million in lost salary, claiming in the lawsuit that he was unaware a camera was used to steal signs, which I don't fucking believe. Uh, But, you know, what do I know? I mean, as far as culpability goes in that whole scenario, A.J. Hinch should be suspended from baseball. Period. Do you think so? May, I don't know. Do you think, yeah. I mean, nobody was suspended for good. I think that they, they needed to have a fall guy, and that fall guy should have been the, the manager on the field, who was A.J. Hinch, and he yeah. should have been suspended from baseball. Yeah. Well, I think that they should also be, like, penalized draft picks <clears throat> and, like, international signing money like they should the team should be penalized not like the people mm-hmm. alone i think that i think that the manager should have been blackballed i think the up front office should have been fired i think that the players should have all served out concurrent sent like suspensions like maybe a week suspension basically like throughout the year almost like everybody just just get the shit kicked out of them by by fines right. and suspensions carlos correa should have been just Fired straight up. I think that I think every member of the starting nine or whatever, maybe eleven core, like maybe everybody over seventy-two games or something like that. Everybody should have two weeks suspended the following year, and then all the all management fired. And I think I think AJ Hinch should have been banned from baseball. Right, yeah. and, I, and I mean fucking Larry Crane. That guy should probably be like he should probably have to sell a ball club or something. I don't know. I don't know how you do that with that guy. We uh we Jim Crane, we had a episode just about him uh, what two years ago, a while ago now. because uh, he's a shady motherfucker. And I'm on the Washington Post right now reading about the lawsuit. This is I'm reading from Lou Now's lawsuit. States that Manfred imposed punishment after consulting with Crane. The commissioner vetted potential penalties with Crane, and the two exchanged a series of proposals, the lawsuit reads. Those negotiations proved beneficial to Crane and the Astros. So it's it's backing up, I think, what Sam was saying. Like, Manfred and Crane are buddies. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think and that they're probably going to be willing to pay $22 million to make those two shut up. It's I like, don't see why not. They're worth billions. Exactly. It's like Jim Crane helped Manfred get rid of a dead hooker straight up. 
from Jupiter, yeah. Florida. Yeah, in Jupiter, Florida, Florida exactly. Yeah. <laughs> With Tony LaRusa driving a getaway car. Right. <laughs> Shit faced. Uh, all right, so I got one question for you, though, because, okay. like, what about the baseball product of the Boston, yeah, of the Boston Red Sox? Um, like, they sucked this year. They'll suck again. They'll suck again. Yeah. So, Straight up, score will be beneficial to their future development. I no, d- absolutely. I I think so too. But like the Red Sox are, like they're in a rebuild and they're not going to spend money on a marquee pitching free agent. So, you know, Hyam Bloom's probably going to try to like Tampa Bay raise the bullpen together. And I'm kind of surprised they didn't hire Ricky Renneria. Oh wait, no, he's like three years ago. <laughs> Ricky Renneria, you mean the runner-up for AL Manager of the Year? Yeah, they Ricky announced I'll that, by the way. Ricky, I'll warm up for you, Renneria, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, uh, Cash won Manager of the Year. And we got to go, but I got to throw some things in there. Uh, Mattingly, Don Mattingly was NL uh, Manager of the Year, being the second, the second member of the Springfield 1992 City Champions to win Manager of the Year after Mike Sosha. Huh. Only those Was two, Don huh? Don Baylor on that team? Who? Don Baylor? No. Who? No. Are you talking Simpson Springfield? Yeah. yeah. Simpson, yeah. Go Topes. Go Topes. Yeah, Go Topes. Go Topes. Go Topes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don, Maddie Lake. Was Andre Dawson on that team? No. He's too young. Dale Strawberry, Mattingly, Sosha, Steve Sachs, Ken Griffey Jr. Roger Clemens. No, so Roger, now, now that's wrong. Ozzy, Ozzy Smith. Who am I forgetting? Ken uh, Griffey Jr. shouldn't have been on that. If Jose Canseco was on that team. Yep. Um, singing the song to myself. Wade <laughs> Boggs, unconscious on the bottom of the floor. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Kip the Elder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been Dub on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. We actually talked baseball today. Uh, again, check us out on all your social media applications and platforms. Subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. You can also check us out on SoundCloud and Spotify. For Thomas and Sam, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Are you just watching the news right now? I just...